If you believe, then just throw on a pair of your comfiest, coziest headphones and get ready to enjoy another episode of RSL Season Pass. Brought to you by your fearless hosts, Alex, Ethan, and Cody, as they bring you up to speed on all the latest news and rumors about Real Salt Lake. Hello, everybody, and welcome to RSL Season Pass. I am Ethan Kershaw, and I am joined today by Alex Maurer and Cody Kershaw to bring you all things Real Salt Lake for the last week. It's the first time in quite some time that we have uh, recorded just one week after our last episode. Excited to get back into all the action with you all. We've got a jam-packed episode today with a uh, pod trivia question, a Monarchs Minute. Unfortunately, no Royal Roundup news. Uh, just waiting for uh, the season to start. And uh, we've got some pieces of club news. Uh, probably our last club news segment really before the season starts. Um, Cody managed to get a, a simulation for the season for RSL. So we're going to talk a little bit about that, how RSL fare, fared in that season simulation. We're going to predict the season awards for the team and then finish things off with the preview for the first game of the season in Miami against uh, Inter-Miami. So excited to be able to talk about those things today. Before we jump into it, though, Cody, how are you doing today? I am doing very swell. Thank you for asking. It has been a fine Monday for me and a pretty good weekend that I had. So obviously, I assume you guys were able to watch the Super Bowl as well. And uh, that was, you know, it doesn't really matter what side you rooted for in that game. It was at the very least a good game to watch. And it was very exciting. Um, So that was at least fun to watch, uh, no matter what side you were rooting for. I guess if you're rooting for the 49ers, it probably wasn't as fun to watch. But still fun regardless or at least exciting um do you think that patty mahomes has surpassed tom brady in terms of pure quarterbacking talent no i also say no i think he's got a little ways to go but i think if the martians have the death beam pointed at earth give me patty mahomes with one fourth quarter drive left i think i'm taking patrick but that's just you're too young to remember tom brady So anyway, that uh, my weekend was good. Uh, spent some time just at home with my wife, who is now very pregnant at this point. We will be having our baby likely within the next six weeks, so that will be happening very soon. And I will go over to Alex to see how you are doing, Alex. I thank you for the handoff, and it has been a wonderful weekend for myself. I went up to Seattle to visit some friends from high school and college and to get together to watch the Super Bowl. And not only did we watch four hours of the Super Bowl, but we watched all four jackass movies from front to back, and it was an experience. So (laughs) I am feeling great. I feel like we should incorporate some sort of punishment into RSL season pass this season, just because that's what's on the brain right now. And I have nothing more to add than that all of those movies are beautiful in their own special way, and each one of them deserves a place uh unlike the mountain rushmore of comedy and i think they're wonderful and they cannot be topped ethan what say you how was your weekend it was really good um i actually didn't watch the super bowl at all it's the first time i think in my entire life i did not watch the super bowl um just spent some time with the family over the weekend which was great um i would say the best part of my week is that i am walking i'm walking finally yes that's awesome i'm very very happy about it um Wednesday, I went down to one crutch, and then I took some steps on Friday and Saturday, and then Sunday, started walking around, and today, I've had a little bit of pain and discomfort, but not too bad. 
So I'm really happy that I'm walking around, especially because I'm going to Miami in a week and I want to be walking for that very much so. So before we dive into the episode, make sure you're following RSL Season Pass. You can find us at RSL Season Pass on Twitter. And also, you can find all of our episodes at www.rslseasonpass.com. Leave a question in the pod trivia database while you are over there. Also, thank you to everybody who has left a rating or review. We really, really appreciate it. And it helps the podcast grow. Thank you for everybody for your love and support for just listening to the podcast episodes. We very, very much appreciate it. So let's go ahead and jump into the episode. Alex, I'm sure you have a pod trivia question burning for us. Let us know what that question is. Ethan, I had one about epilepsy that I was going to ask, but then I remember fondly last week when you told me that it wasn't soccer related enough asking about Diego Luna soccer and the population of Toluca, and then a week later asking you all about, what was it again? Now I forget. These off-season questions really have you going for one, man. I know. What did we ask last week? Now I can't even remember. I've got to pull this up. getting desperate. But you said it wasn't... Uh, oh, it was about the adductors. Yes, you said it wasn't <laughs> soccer-related enough. So this one, I went in a slightly different direction, okay. uh, which happens to be more soccer-related. Rank these players in order from shortest to tallest. There's going to be five. <laughs> shortest to tallest. Diego Luna, Anderson Julio, Leo Messi, Fidel Barajas, Matt Crooks. Which, if you don't know that name, you will in about ten minutes. Rank them? Smallest to tallest? I would say shortest, not the smallest, but yes, shortest to tallest. So shortest first, tallest last, Diego Luna, Anderson Julio, Leo Messi, Fidel Barajas, Matt Crooks. Cody, I want you to go first. I would say... Because I feel like Ethan's going to try to get uh, a cheap shot in on you. I would say Diego Luna, Leo Messi, Fidel Barajas. Actually, no, Anderson Julio, then Fidel Barajas, then Matt Crooks. That's exactly where I was going to go. Would it help you if I said you shouldn't? <laughs> I mean, okay, if I had to do something, I would probably switch Barajas and Julio. That's that's as so. Much what as would your do. what would your order be then? What? What would your order be? Uh, it would be Diego Luna, Messi, uh, Barajas, Julio, Crooks. Switching Barajas and Julio got you there. You had three out of five. So it's Leo Messi at 5'7", Diego Luna, 5'8", Fidel Barajas, 5'9". We had Luna, we had Luna Julio. first, though. Yeah. Uh, no, you did not. I put Luna first. Oh yeah, oh, yeah, that was the problem. That's why you didn't get that point. Leo Messi's first. Okay, wow. Hmm. Yeah, so Leo Messi, 5'7", Diego Luna, 5'8", Fidel Barajas, 5'9", Anderson Julio, 5'11". Interesting. That feels like a that feels like a tender five eleven. I don't know. I've seen Anderson Julio. I don't know that he's five eleven. Matt Crooks six foot four. Yep. I do remember hearing Matt that Crooks about Matt Crooks. Also, that he was just a he giant. suffers from epilepsy. That was like the one thing I saw in his personal life, Wikipedia. So that was where the question was going to go. But I didn't want to disappoint Ethan. So that is our pod trivia for the day. Ethan, congratulations. Flipping Fidel Barajas scored you three out of five. Well done. Congratulations. A round of applause, please, for the man who can walk. I, well, saw, I feel like you gave me a little bit of help on that one. So I'll take it, though, I guess. I saw another What's a podcast without piece of uh, like side trivia, I guess, that they call Matt Crooks at Boro. They call him the tree, partly because of his stature and because of his off-field work. So... Another interesting... What is this off-field work with trees? Uh, planting trees, I assumed. 
Yeah, that was what that my makes sense. Yeah, I, I, that, was. Would, that would be my assumption so. too. We ready for a monarchs minute? Let's do it. Um, yes, I appreciate your question. Thank you for relating it to soccer. I honestly <laughs> thought the question was going to be rank these. You talked about epilepsy, so I was expecting a question like rank these players in order <laughs> order of like how good they were throughout their career uh, from these players that had epilepsy. So I yeah, if there were more than I thought, just Matt Crooks, I was definitely <laughs> going to go that direction. Get nope, us in the monarchs Matt minutes. Crooks, go for epilepsy it. on the roster. The Real Monarchs have a schedule. Finally, MLS Next Pro's third season will begin on Friday, March 15th, and will feature 29 clubs. 27 of them are MLS affiliates, and two of them are independent teams, Carolina Core FC and Chattanooga FC. The Monarchs will compete in the Pacific Division, which includes LAFC 2, LA Galaxy 2, Portland Timbers 2, Tacoma Defiance, San Jose Earthquakes 2, and Vancouver Whitecaps 2. They will play 28 matches over 30 weeks, 14 away, 14 at home, facing each divisional opponent, which I just listed, three times, as well as other interconference rivals to round out the schedule. The majority of regular season matches, plus all decision day matches, playoff matches, and MLS Next Pro Cup will be available to watch live on MLS Season Pass on the Apple TV app. The remainder of regular season matches will stream live on MLSNextPro.com. As well, this season will return with the innovative and, in my own opinion, just sublime competitive incentive of the Pick Your Own Opponent Playoff Bracket in which, you guessed it, the higher seed gets to pick who they want to play against in the playoffs as they move from round to round. That is it for the Monarchs this week. Keep your ears pinned to the ground for any news if you are indeed an RSL fiend of that level. Well, that's all I got. Thank you very much for that Monarchs Minute, Alex. Uh, Excited for their season and hoping that they can get off to a better start this year than they did in the last two years. So... We will uh, we'll stay tuned for that. Uh, Cody, no Royal Roundup, am I right? Yep, we've got no news. We're just waiting for kickoff at this point, which will be on March 16th, and we will inform you if there is any news that comes up between now and then. Good to know. Thanks, Cody. Uh, we're going to go ahead and move on to our club news segment. If you heard us talking about Matt Crooks and you have no idea who he is, uh, RSL has just signed midfielder from Middlesbrough. Matt Crooks, uh, the Englishman, coming over to RSL uh, from the championship second division of English football. A guy who has played over in England for his entire career, really. And so uh, taking a trip over to the U.S. now, uh, we mentioned he's a 6'4 midfielder, a guy who likes to get in the attack. Um, So that'll be exciting. 1-0 win against Frederikstad for RSL and the Atlantic Cup with a goal from Anderson Julio. Uh, RSL also wins their next game 3-0 against Klaxvikar. Goals from Anderson Julio, Pablo Ruiz, he is back, and Fidel Barajas getting his first goal with the team. Um, RSL to finish out their preseason against Toronto and then the Columbus crew and then obviously the season opener against Miami, which we will talk about on this episode before we move on to the season simulation for RSL. Would any of you guys like to comment on any of the pieces of club news? Matt Crooks. I don't know. He's not James Rodriguez. James Rodriguez was fun, and that rumor is essentially put to bed with this transfer being finalized. And while Matt Crooks might fill more of a realistic need being a little bit younger than James, I don't know that he moves the needle for me. And based on his transfer market stats and figures, I don't see exactly where he's going to slot in uh, with any sort of immediate impact. He says in his press release, or it says that he says... I don't know how much of this quote is really him, but he says, I think my role will be as one of the tens. I think you'd like me to be in that 10 role. And he goes on to talk about how 
Uh, RSL is going to look a little bit different this year than they did last year. I don't know how much he actually knows about what he looked like last year, so I don't know how much stock I put into that. But he mentioned specifically that we're going to have kind of a 4-2-4 in transition and possession. And if he's going to be our central midfielder that is expected to pull the strings, I am one upset that it's not going to be Diego Luna, which I think a lot of us probably saw coming. We saw him so frequently on the left wing for Pablo Mastroeni, and he had some success there. But without Jefferson Savarino, who often dropped back into that spot, or Diego Luna in that spot, I don't know that Matt Crooks is the creative type. And that is uh, something that I say with very little information. So I am willing to admit and put my hand up that I have watched the same YouTube highlight videos that everybody else has and nothing more, but I just don't know that that's the guy. And especially at 30 years old, it's pretty much got to be a hit if we want to have any sort of, uh, championship window within the next few years of Chicho's career. And I don't love the term championship window because every single year should be a championship window because there's no really such thing as rebuilding, especially in a league where you can spend as much money as you want on three players. But I'm getting too long-winded. I think Matt Crooks is a good, not great signing, and I'm interested to see what his salary cap number comes in at. Yeah, just to add uh, a little bit to that, I, I think I agree. I worry about what this does to our midfield, and I, I maybe worry is not the right word, but it, it confuses me about the midfield a little bit, because if we're throwing Matt Crooks in there, obviously we've got Pablo Ruiz. We've still got Brian Ojeda to think about in those those midfield positions. So I, I wonder what the formation is going to look like. Like you said, Alex, we all thought it was would we all thought it would be Luna if we are looking to put somebody into the ten position. Uh, Matt Crooks right now with his current team with we're with his previous team now Boro having twenty five appearances. He's got three goals and six assists in that time. So he hasn't made a major impact for that team. Um, with that being said, I mean the six assists is nice. But if I'm being honest, I think if we sign somebody like him, we probably expect higher performance than that. Um, for what he would be bringing to the to the table. And then the other thing that I, I wanted to touch on real quick was just the preseason win. Um, it's great to see Pablo Ruiz back in action. Uh, the highlights from that game were really fun to watch. It was really fun to watch Diego Luna uh, slide through some through balls and get some assists in that game. Um, and it was really awesome to see Barajas get, I guess, technically his first goal, but it's a preseason goal. But still, it was really well finished near post with his left foot. And I'm really excited to see uh, what he could, what he will continue to do with his left foot in this season. I watched maybe a little more of, of Matt Crook's highlights from some of the goals he scored um, somewhat recently. About 50% of his goals were tap-ins and about 20% were headers. It's great to have a a tall, big presence in the box that isn't a defender to be able to get a head on a ball, try and score. Um, And and Tappins, I mean, there's there's a bit of talent to it for sure, Um, but I'm hoping he can bring something extra to RSL. Um, A guy that I don't think anyone really saw coming as far as a signing goes. Um, And then Cody, to play devil's advocate to the the preseason game, uh, the the game against Klaxvikar, Klaxvikar looked really bad. Um, yeah, it's great for RSL to get a win and it's great for the confidence for the team going forward. However, that team played terribly and the goals that RSL scored were not really super special. Um, just kind of pretty easy goals, hustle plays. I mean, Anderson Julio's goal was completely based off hustle and the other two were, were pretty simple, I think. So, um, yep. I'm interested to see how we fare against MLS teams this week, uh, against Toronto and Columbus. We shall see. All right. Well, Ethan, can you move us on to my favorite segment of the offseason? Yes, let's go ahead and move on to the RSL season simulation. Cody, 
has our results. He uh, simmed a season for RSL uh, on FIFA, as he loves to do, and he will now let us know how RSL fared in the season and how they will do this year because it's 100% accurate. Cody, let us know what happened. Yeah, I will try to make this quick, but I can't make any guarantees. There's a lot to go over here, and I, and I think it's just fun to at least talk about it. First, I want to get where where do you guys think RSL finished at the end of their season? I will tell you right now, Fidel Barajas was not on the team. They don't have him in FIFA yet. Um, part of that could, could be because he's so young, but I think most of it's because he was on charleston battery before and so they're not in fifa so they still have to get him added however we did have katranis on the team so this was assuming that we had basically our current team minus matt crooks and barajas rsl has overperformed for years we've had a very good track record of making the playoffs even as the playoffs become i guess albeit easier to achieve but i don't think that fifa can really put a number or a statistic on that x dog as we love to call it around here and so i think they probably undersold where this team will actually finish and so my guess is going to be ninth in mls Yeah, I agree. I think on paper, this team doesn't look very good. And FIFA usually doesn't really like RSL in that way. And so I'm going to say RSL finished 11th and did not make the playoffs. Wow. Are we saying 9th and 11th in the West? Yes. Yes. Good, because that's what I tracked it as. So, okay, good guesses. Uh, I will tell you both uh, right now that you were wrong, but I will wait to tell you where they did end at. So to start things off, uh, as soon as I started the season sim up, Justin Glad was the one one that reached out to, air quotes, Pablo uh, at the beginning of the season to welcome (laughs) him to the club and and to, you know, get him excited for the beginning of the season. So assuming they both just came back from vacation. Um, To start the season, New England Revolution tried to get McMath for 700K. I told him no. Uh, Oh, what a love UD... Almeria, I believe they're in Liga 2 right now. They actually met Nelson Palacio's release clause of $7.8 million, which I would have taken in a heartbeat. Oh, wow. Uh, but I couldn't do that, so I had to go re-sign him for a lot more than that. Um, so anyway, uh, Torino wanted Diego Luna for about $1.7 mil. I rejected that had as I, well to keep him in the team. Yeah, yeah, for um, sure. We had a preseason tournament in which we came in third or fourth, I think. Anderson Julio no, got us a... a the first goal in a 2-0 preseason win. Um, and Sounds accurate so That far. was basically the end of the, of the preseason. So thus starts the beginning of the regular season. We won our first game against the Whitecaps with a 1-0 win, and the first goal came from Chicho. And the Whitecaps, they don't have the actual they schedule? They don't have the, the real schedule in there. They have a simulated so soft. schedule, basically. So soft EA sports. Uh, so, um, so Chicho scored the first goal. We followed that up with a 3-0 win at Seattle right after that. And to keep this quick, I'm not going to go through each game's uh, summary. However, I did think it was funny that through 10 games, Marcelo Silva reached out and said he was unhappy with his playing time. Uh, he was currently not making the cut in the starting 11. And I told him yeah, yeah, I out. told him checks not out. to worry, even though he, he probably should have been worried. Um, <laughs> so throughout the season, we had, I think there was five or six national teams that reached out to Pablo about wanting to coach. Uh, so those are Wales, wow. Hungary, uh, New Zealand, and Qatar. And there might have been one or two others. Um, so there's a few places that wanted him to go coach there. Halfway through the season, uh, after 15 games played, we were actually at third in the West, <laughs> which is pretty wild, at eight wins, four draws, three losses. Chicho was leading goal scorer in the league with 10 goals through 15 games, uh, which I thought was very Love interesting. Love it. 
Um, on f- this sounds like a script, not a simulation, <laughs> my man. We might be writing the script right now. Uh, Marcelo Silva ended up getting traded, actually, three-fourths of the way through the season. Uh, I was unable to stop that because he was too angry, and I accidentally simmed too far. So I replaced him with Eric Holt uh, in our in our starters. Yeah, we'll just say so. he gets injured because that's probably what will happen in the regular Yeah, it's it possible. Could have been. Yeah, that checks and out. We'll get to that actually in a little bit. But uh, well, actually, that's what we have right now. Andres Gomez got uh-oh. injured. Oh, oh, no! He, Season ender. Yeah, he suffered a torn oh. quad and was out for at least three months, which was the rest of the season. Oh, and Ethan, tough. this is going to be a heartbreaker for you to hear. Ameka. Nelly broke his Emeka. leg. Oh no! And oh he was no! For six, at least six months, which was the full second half of the season. Oh well. no! So a couple of pretty big injuries uh, ended towards towards the end of the season there, uh, and with that, that wrapped up our season. Uh, we actually ended. We started hot. We did, and we ended fairly well too. We ended at fourth in the Western Conference. Ooh, I'll take four. Um, I'll take four. We didn't do so hot in the back half. Not going to lie. We we racked up a lot of draws and losses where we shouldn't have. But uh, What happened in the playoffs? The RSL way. This is good. So we had 13 wins, 9 draws, 12 losses. Chicho came in third for Golden Boot. He had 16 goals in 33 games. Um, what I wouldn't Coming give. off the bench, actually, Palacio uh, had 7 assists, and that led our team. They rate Palacio really okay. high in FIFA, by the way. He's like our highest okay. rated midfielder. Um and interestingly enough, Chicho led the league in yellow cards. He had six, and he was like one of the only players to get suspended from yellow cards. But uh, no RSL player got a red card, so that was good. Um, another fun this is fact. not realistic. Yeah, right, exactly. Not realistic enough. Uh, Demir Krylock actually had 11 goals for the Whitecaps, which I thought was interesting. Um, come to the playoffs, we were knocked out in the first round by the Sounders, which I thought was yeah, very fitting. Yeah. And yeah, uh, yeah. very shortly after, Pablo got fired for that, which so, seems a little harsh to me. Uh, but he was fired. Um, and he was immediately offered a job by the Chicago Fire, who were in like 11th place in the East. So Also checks it that out. That is Ethan basically Kershaw. the end of, a, of, a, of the season sim that we had. I think the one thing that surprised me from what I saw was that Diego Luna wasn't featured more because uh, he does have high potential in like a career mode setting. But... Nonetheless, he didn't feature a whole lot in this team. Hand the keys to EAFC because I think I'll take that season. It was not bad. If you could offer me that right now, I think I signed on the dotted line, but that's just it me. It was not bad. Ethan, what are your thoughts? Do you have any thoughts after hearing that? I would not take it because my boy Emeka and Nelly got injured. No, oh, I'm man, that's a good point. I'd take the placement, <laughs> I guess, but I mean... It just the playoff loss is such the RSL way. Um, but yeah, I'm glad this is just a simulation and that Andres Gomez and Emeka and Nelly are healthy. I, need him. I am as well. It was uh, it was very fun to do. It was fun to, to get to do this again before the season, just to see how it could shake out. Um, and I think LAFC... See how it will shake out. Yeah, exactly. Out. I think LAFC ended up winning the MLS Cup, so we will hope that that does oh. not happen this year. Oh, we will prove yeah, the script wrong. Ethan, now that we've gone over exactly what's going to happen beat for beat in this season without any error, where are we going next on this episode? All right, well, now we're going to go ahead and sure talk about what players are going to get what awards because we're so smart and we know exactly what's going to happen through the RSL season. So we're going to talk about our favorites for each award this year for the team. We're going to go ahead and kick it off with MVP. Who is the MVP of the team this year for RSL? Um, I want your guys' opinions first. I'll go last. 
I have my hand up because I would like to go. It's Pablo Ruiz. Okay. He makes the whole thing tick. And if he's half the player that he was last year, I still think he's MVP. Cody? I agree with that. But for the sake of argument, I'm going to say Chicho because I do think he will be important to the team this year. Well, I think all I think those two guys can definitely be MVP. For me, I'm going to go with Diego Luna. I think he steps it up and has an amazing season and pulls the strings in the midfield. Um, offensive player of the year best offensive overall player for this season it's got to be chicho it's got to be chicho come on yes okay i think so we're coming dead last Uh last. yes that is obvious uh defensive player of the year the best defensive player this might be a little bit of a controversy because defense was not so good at times last year um I, i could I think you guys are probably going to go with Glad. I'm actually going to go with Brian Vera. I think he steps it up, learns from a lot of his mistakes last year, and has a really good defensive year, and I think he is the best defensive player of the year. I'm going to switch it up on you. I'm going Gavin Beavers. Beaver Dam back there is going to be the defender of the year. Can't get defender of the year if you ride the bench the whole season. He's not going to. I just listened to the interview with Mirza Harambasic, the former Academy and Monarchs goalkeeper coach who's now been promoted to the first team, said so many good things about Beavers. I really think he's going to get his shot, and I think he's going to take advantage of my defensive player of the year. Well, uh, my defensive player of the year actually is also going to be Brian Vera. I think I saw too much regression from Justin Glad last year to make me think he's going the wrong way, and I'm hoping that Brian Vera only has one way he can go, and that's up. So if he does do that, he would become the defensive player of the year for me. I absolutely agree with you. Uh, rookie of the year. I want to know where you guys are going to go on this one. I, I've got two options, but I'm guessing you guys will probably go with one. I'll just go with the other. So go ahead. Rookie of the year. Fidel Barajas. Not a doubt in my mind. It's got to be him. And that's assuming he breaks into first team, and I think he will. I. This is cheating, but I want to say Zach Farnsworth. He's not a rookie per se, but if you're playing your first MLS minutes, I'm going to stretch the definition here and include him in it because I think he's got a real shot when we're talking about Marcelo Silva and Eric Holt ahead of him those seem like two that's fair uh, passable traffic cones and I think he's going to be a factor which would be the best thing he's been so far and I think he's got a chance to really be a consistent contributor this season you should have probably saved him for the next award but I guess I'll accept it rookie of the year I Cody I was going to go with you and say Fidel Barajas um, because I do think he will be there and He's looked really good so far. Heard a lot of good things out of camp. I'm going to Zigri Uzag and going to say Matthew Bell because I believe in his draftability. I believe oh. that he might stop. <laughs> I think Matthew Bell is going to get some minutes in the midfield. And yes, I know Matt Crooks has come here. Um, Matthew Bell can play on the wing. He can play the attacking midfield spot as well. And we lost some players in the attack this year. So I think Matthew Bell is going to be the rookie of the year. All right, uh, the next award after Rookie of the Year that we're going to talk about, uh, Breakout Player of the Year. This is the player that you feel that maybe has flown under the radar a little bit and is going to have a massive year for the team. For me, maybe not too much of a breakout, but it's going to be Andres Gomez. Um, He had a good beginning of the year last year, but kind of faded away and disappeared a bit. I think he has a chance to be a solidified starter on this team, a guy who's out and out getting goals and assists. He's got the ability, national team call-ups. Andres Gomez for me. I like it. What am I? I hope I'm allowed to say Anderson Julio, 
Or are, are we sure. thinking he's already had a breakout season? Because I feel like he's got more no. potential and, and it might be a little bit untapped. I think he could break out further this season, especially thinking right now that Chicho's really the, the star striker here. Anderson Julio has a very unique opportunity to be that second striker and to, to contribute in a big way. So I'm going to say Anderson Julio. I'm very happy you said that, because if you can say Anderson Julio, I can say what I want to say, which is Diego Luna. I know we might consider last year his breakout year, but I think he ends this season as a consistent U.S. men's national team player, and we have not had that since Kyle Beckerman. And I think going from a really good teenager to U.S. men's national team contributor is a breakout. And so for that reason, I'm going to include him. I also think, despite the Matt Crook signing, that he will get time at the center attacking mid position. And if he does that, then he's really changed the player that he is and can be. And for me, that is worthy of the definition breakout. And so he is going to be my breakout player of the year. I think he has legit MLS MVP type talent. Great. So that's where I'm going. Great shout, Alex. Let's go ahead and move on to the Golden Boot winner for the team this year. Everybody on three, say the name. One, two, th- Chicho. Chicho Aranga. <laughs> yep, we're all going Chicho. Uh, that's pretty obvious. Assist leader, the player that you think for RSL will have the most assists at the end of this season. I'm going Pablo Ruiz. I think he gets uh, enough ability to get forward. Uh, his passing ability is just elite, and we know that. And so I think he gets enough assists this year to be the assist leader for the team. Uh, I'm going to say Diego Luna. I think that's probably where Alex is going to go to. I think that's probably where most RSL yeah, fans would go because I, he had he 100% has that in his locker to be the leader the leader in assists on this team. Yep, doubling down. Can't be a U.S. men's national team contributor if you're not the assists leader. And so I'm going to put all my chips on Diego Luna and hope it hits. Best teammate, the player that you think uh, just brings the best overall vibes to the team and is the, the best guy? player to help other players uh, grow and evolve this season. It's got to be Justin Glad, the dude who is happy, I feel like, almost like Does 99% it? of the time. I don't know that I would really go Justin because he's also never been as trusted with the captain's armband. So I'm going to go Zach McMath, especially for a guy who according to the season simulation in my own mind and imagination, is going to lose his roster spot to Gavin Beavers. I think he's not going to cause any strife in the locker room. I think he's going to be a great gel guy, and he's going to uh, recede from that position in a graceful way and allow Gavin Beavers to have his moment. And I think that's going to be huge for the Beaver Day. I think last year this answer is obviously Demir Krylock, and he leaves a hole in, in leaving in that kind of leadership position or that captain area. And honestly, I'm going to go where Alex went here as well. I think Zach McMath probably fills that best of the current lineup. Even if he does lose his starting position to Gavin Beavers, I think that leadership role is is more of a a locker room leadership position that you can hold. And so I, right now, I think McMath probably holds that over a lot of the other teammates, considering uh, how young a lot of our roster is. Well, that's it for the uh, the awards for RSL. Those are our predictions. Let us know what you think. Do you agree? Do you disagree? Um, and who are your predictions for these players at these awards this year? Should be a fun season for RSL, so we're excited to see uh, who gets what and who ends up where and, and who ends up doing what. Um, let's go ahead and move on to the preview. Our first game preview of the season. RSL is back. We're here, uh, boys. made it. A little over a week. Uh, RSL will be playing against Miami. This game occurs on Wednesday, February 21st at, goodness, I'm going to get my times mixed up. I think it's 4 p.m. here? No, 6 p.m. 
6 p.m. Uh, our time. It's 8 p.m. Eastern time. Um, but yeah, 6 p.m. away game against Inter Miami. This is. Well, I don't know if this is too much to say. This might be one of the biggest games in RSL's history, just because the team is going to be playing against the best soccer player to ever exist, which that's a little bit of a controversy. I think it's messy, but regardless, uh, this is just a, a huge opportunity for the team to really get even more put on the map. We're already on the map. We're good enough for that. Um, we're going to talk about our ones to watch for the games. We, we did that a lot last year and then our score predictions. So my one to watch for this game, maybe a bit controversial a guy who we have not talked about a lot this year it's going to be Andrew Brody. As much as I don't think he should be starting at one of the outside back spots, I think he ends up starting there. And just based on what I've seen from players who have a lot of pace against him, I'm worried that he's going to get beat for pace Is he marking on Messi the defensive side. In this game? What Is was he that? marking Messi in this game? He will not Jeez. be marking Messi. However, there are several fast players for uh, Miami, depending on who starts. Uh, you got Robert Taylor. Uh, Jordi Alba is on the left side. So if Andrew Brody is playing right back, I think Jordi Alba's got him beat for pace there. So I'm interested to see how he fares. He's going to need to have stepped up his defensive game a lot if we have any chance at stopping this Miami attack. So real quick, if we have, who's, who's playing our left back for this game? Is it Oviedo? It's going to be my one to watch. Katranas? I think he starts. Okay. I think it's Oviedo, personally. I would. I am super worried for whoever's playing left back here because I don't like Katranas or Oviedo starting in that position. Whoever does has their work cut out of them with cut out for them without a doubt. Oh. Yeah. I again, Katranas is my one to watch. I also I, we haven't gotten to score predictions yet. But I don't think Messi plays in this game. I think if he does, and I, I don't want to put that into the world for Ethan. He'll play. But I think they have had a disastrous, disastrous preseason. And yep. seeing him play, get an MRI, not play, play again, I think they have to be extremely delicate with the way that they use him in these opening weeks. And midweek against RSL, I think... I, I think he probably plays for maybe 30 minutes, but I don't think he's going to play the entirety of the game. And I think RSL is going to come out on top because I think it. you're right. It's the season opener. He'll play. I, I, um, I, I'm going to land somewhere between you two. I think he will play, but I, I guess maybe I land more with Alex and saying, I think he's only going to play 30 minutes. I think they're going to be super careful because some of these injury injury scares and air quotes they've had in the preseason. That is not what you want to see from somebody like Messi. You would, they've held him out for complete games where fans have like just thrown a, a a complete fit over not seeing Messi play. And that's probably not them saying, yeah, he's probably good for 15, 20 minutes. Let's throw him out there. That's them saying, we're not going to play him at all. So I, it's, I'd be a little It's concerned. precautionary. He did play against Vissel Kobe in Japan for 30 minutes. And that was the last game that they've played. They're going to play against Newell Old Boys for their next game, last preseason game. I would expect him to play something similar, maybe even less, because but, they are being careful with him. I do think but he four plays. But four days later, they play in L.A. on Sunday night in prime time. If they're saving him for anything, they're going to save him for that. That's and okay, so that's, but this is the season opener, my friend. This is I, the big on a opener, Wednesday the league night, opener, on lots a of eyes. Night, Everyone's going to be watching the game from the league because I this hope. is the opening game and Messi's playing. He plays. I think he will play. I just I don't know how much he'll play. But with that being said, they still have Suarez, who I assume is going to play, Busquets, who I assume is going to play, Alba. Suarez got injured too. Did he? Well, then he may not play. Yeah. Uh, so Again, it's, I think my, my one yeah. to watch for this game is going to be Pablo Ruiz. He needs to be able to come back and play and make an impact right away. 
I, I worry that it's going to take time for him to get up to speed. I hope it doesn't. I hope he's able to come back and be that same player that he was, and that's that's what I'll be looking for. Score predictions, I'm going to go with 2-1 to one for Miami. Um, I, I know there's a lot of hype around Miami, and they, they have not played particularly well in their, their preseason tour. However, some of the teams they were playing against, like uh, all the teams from the Saudi League, are like in midseason form. So there is something to say about that. And I've seen bright moments from Miami. I think they've gotten a lot of opportunity to play against teams to the point where it's given them experience heading into the season. And so I think they do enough to get two goals. I think RSL snags one back. And um, I'm just going to say Anderson, or not Anderson Julio, uh, Andres Gomez scores it. Why not? I'm going to go 3-2 RSL. Weird things happen at the start of the MLS season. And I think this is going to be one of those. I remember many, many years ago, Houston shellacked uh, an absolute dynasty Atlanta team 4-0 in the season opener. And I could see something funny happening here, too. Again, Wednesday night. It's weird. I think they're going to be resting guys off of their horrific global preseason. Why and this is not to scare you, Ethan. This is a season opener. That makes uh, zero sense, dude. It, the season opener to me is Sunday night on primetime against the LA Galaxy in Los Angeles. It's not. I... I, 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 I. <laughs> That's why we have the podcast. I, I, That's why we have differing opinions. I, exactly. But I think they're, I think Arsenal's going to win a 3 2. I think we're going to come out and something crazy is going to happen. I am going to go right down the middle and say a 2 2 draw for RS, well, for RSL versus Miami, I guess. I think both sides are capable of making an impact. I think what will likely happen is if Messi does come out of the game around halftime or before that that prop you'll probably see a shift in attack from miami they probably are not going to be as deadly especially if suarez is not out there i think they become a more run-of-the-mill attack from miami um and i i think rsl i think we have the pieces to be able to take advantage of that so if miami does go ahead early i think we can claw some back if they lose some of their key pieces that's why i'm going to too RSL is back to season opener against Miami. Make sure you don't miss this game. It'll be Wednesday, February 21st at 6 p.m. Make sure to tune in. It'll be a fun game regardless. Anything else on the episode before we close things out from you two? No, good stuff, boys. As the season starts, this is when we see a little influx in listenership. Please just ask a friend to listen. No, you know, it's the it's the, the best thing to spread the good word of RSL season pass is if you got an RSL fan in your life, tell them to give it a listen. Yeah, but that's all I, I got. Yeah, tell someone to come listen to our hot takes. I'm sure that they will uh, be able to laugh at us or at least uh, enjoy the moment. So, um, most of our takes are medium. Well, most of my takes are. You guys, I don't know about that. Uh, <laughs> no, I am very excited to be back. The season, obviously, kicking off next week is very exciting, um, and I hope we can start getting some results. Well, there's usually usually some pure comedy on these episodes, so hopefully everybody gets a laugh or two out of the episodes. Uh, we like to make people laugh, so if you're not laughing, let us know, and we will do better. We'll be uh, funnier. Thank you, though. We will be funnier. Yes, we will be funnier. <laughs> thank you to everybody who has listened to this episode. Uh, we very much appreciate it. You can find RSL Season Pass at, at RSL Season Pass on Twitter and all of our episodes at www.rslseasonpass.com. Leave a question in the pod trivia database while you are there. Uh, rate a review if you feel so inclined. Thank you to everybody who has done that one and left a rating or review. You can find Alex at Alex Maurer on Twitter. You can find Cody at the Kodiak One. And you can find me at Ethan Kershaw Nine. Once again, Thank you all for listening. We are excited for the RSL season to start back up this year to a great season 2024 for RSL. Thank you all again for listening, and we will talk to you all 
in two weeks or soon. Thank you. Thank you for listening to another episode of RSL Season Pass. If you enjoyed the show, please rate and review wherever you download your podcasts. If you didn't enjoy the show, uh, please keep that to yourself. Be sure to check back next week for a new episode. Same time, same place.